1: Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more.
2: Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Ah,
1: Welcome in... Tuesday, April 26th, the Fantasy Footballers Podcast, Mike Wright, Jason Moore. What up? Whoa. Yeah, Andy I'm Holloway s-
2: back with you. I'm super excited to be here, guys.
1: And uh, we're excited to have you back. How you feeling? Pretty good?
2: Yeah, yeah, I feel great. Uh, back I'm,
1: out on the pickle courts. B-
2: back out on the pickle courts immediately. Pickle is life.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, COVID is gone, and
2: yay, we're back.
3: You, it- just, you just got snacks chilling on our table in here? Yeah. I mean, you don't want me to eat this <laughs> on air. This is a crunchy crunchy
1: piece of cheese. Crunchy piece of cheese. Uh, so back at normal life for you. <laughs> uh, no, we're excited to have you back. Jay Grizz was getting irritable. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got you back in business on Ultimate Draft Week. <laughs> The NFL Draft, it's here, guys. Thursday, yes, yes, and we have a lot of fun things planned. We'll wrap up our early rankings shows today. We got the top twelve quarterbacks. Do it a little different today. We're going to count them down to number one overall. Let's try it on, and uh, maybe get into some mailbag. We got a dynasty download on today's show, but Ultimate Draft Week. Mm-hmm. It's happening, and what am I talking about? We have a very special promotion on the Ultimate Draft Kit this week. We're giving away another Listener League spot. Oh, baby. And we're giving away a signed Justin Jefferson jersey. Yeah. And a signed Debo Samuel jersey as well.
2: Oh, uh, please stay in San Francisco. <laughs> it's a it's a 49ers jersey.
1: Uh, and here's how you enter to win by this Sunday. So anybody before Sunday, May 1st. Pre-order the Ultimate Draft Kit at ultimatedraftkit.com, and you will be entered to win. So we'll be giving away that spot very, very soon. The Ultimate Draft Kit is is your uh, number one tool to get ready for the upcoming fantasy football season. There is content available right now in the UDK Plus with the Dynasty Pass. So that's all happening this week. And then we have basically three days of special events on top of the show. Just want to throw in an
3: extra reminder. If you have already pre-ordered the UDK, you're you're in this drawing too. Yeah. Fear not.
1: That's right. So this is your chance to get in if you haven't pre-ordered. Correct. By Sunday, May 1st, ultimatedraftkit.com. On Wednesday, we're going to be doing a community event on our Discord server. For everybody supporting the show at jointhefoot.com, uh, going to talk commissioner questions, how to make leagues better, Everyone, uh, all of our supporters can participate over there.
3: Yeah, and, and, and Papa Josh is going to be running this community event. And, like, with an actual – if you really want to participate with your voice, you'll, you can raise your hand, go on stage, you know, and, and, and cut it up in there. Thursday, we have the very special
1: live event one hour before the NFL draft, a little pre-draft party with the footballers. That will be live on Spotify Live. And so that will be happening on Thursday. And then Friday – We'll be doing another live event with our round one reactions, uh, and that is on Friday, an hour before
3: the draft as well.
1: And that'll be on YouTube. Yes. That'll be on YouTube. So um, lots going on. Non-stop
3: fantasy footballers this week.
1: That's right. And we'll have a show on Thursday as well. Brooksy will be making, what, some predictions on rookie teams yes sir or where they're gonna land yep and we, we got to figure out what's on the line oh. or, or, are we doing no the, we we've, we're putting it back
3: yeah the glamour shot the glamour shot the glamour oh, shot yeah. will be coming back also when we make those predictions if we can get two of them right this year yeah. I, that's a grand slam
2: <laughs> this year last year uh, we did very well um yeah, this, you and i did i mean well sure well, yeah i, yeah. No, I, I mean yeah. i i did mr glamour shot over the there, the wellest but um yeah, this year, it is such a crapshoot. I mean... It, the number one pick's already changing. Yeah, it, it's going to be exciting come Thursday. That that live show we're doing is going to be so hype. Mm-hmm. If you're not yet excited for this draft, join us.
1: Yeah, this will be a lot of fun, and you'll finally have the uh, depth charts figured out. You're going to have your surprises like last draft when poor James Robinson, the Travis Etienne Ooh. draft pick in the first round... There'll be a lot of surprises. I think there are going to be players like Devontae Smith that you're starting to wonder about their long-term value because of picks being made. But we'll find out. Mm -hmm. It's coming soon, Thursday. Let's talk news.
2: News and notes from around the league.
1: All right. Let's get into it. 49ers general manager John Lynch told reporters he cannot imagine a scenario where they let Debo Samuel go. Jason, the Debo drama last week. Do you have any thoughts on whether or not you expect him? Like, what what are your odds based on everything you've seen uh, of him staying put versus getting traded, maybe at or after the draft?
2: Yeah, it's it's very interesting because you know from from all corners it seems like it's not a money thing. But I still think that that is the actual root. I think that he you was... You do,
3: even with Debo saying it's not money?
2: Well, I, I mean, I, the the whispers. Of I that. don't think it's about money right now, but I think that money was a part of the beginning. <laughs> the The fact that he was used so much as a running back. You know, now it's about the utilization. But I think that they used the utilization in the offer to say, well, you know, this is what, what top running backs get paid, this is what top wide receivers. And he's like, well, no, I just want to have a longer career, uh, getting paid more money. And be able to walk well at the end of it, and so um, I I still lean that the 49ers are going to figure this out um, to keep him to keep him. But you, this could get ugly. This could be a holdout situation if if he really stands his ground and the Niners stand their ground. They play a game of chicken. You know that that it's just one of those it rarely ugly works situations. Sorry, sorry. It rarely works out for the team is what I was going to say. Like where
1: you know you don't. You've got that extra layer, right? It's not just, yes, you could force him to kind of lose money or stay there, but you've got a layer of like discontentment and a disgruntled player and a locker room to worry about. So, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I know that they're going to want a lot for Debo.
3: Right. And but So the lay of the land is he has one more year left on his contract, on his rookie deal. So he can bet on himself and sign nothing, and then the 49ers' options are long-term or – franchise which i mean the franchise that's a that's a good amount of guaranteed money that's a wide receiver tech yes hey, yes hey, well yeah the franchise of the wide receiver uh but the what you're talking about andy is because of how the bargaining agreement is where these guys essentially can't hold out and like of uh skip training camp and not be there physically i mean if you guys recall i th- i think it was melvin uh Gordon In, no no Ingram on the on the Chargers one you got the um, on Hard Knocks the somebody I can't remember who exactly who it was but they were yeah Melvin Ingram on Hard Knocks and what, he, but was, he was just there like yeah, he, he was just hanging out he was not participating but he was reporting yes he he was there and then was eventually I'm trading. reporting
2: for no duty <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, Debo is it, there's an animosity here that sure.
2: is uh was not there for Melvin Ingram. If I am Debo or his agent, based on his lengthy injury history, I don't bet on myself. I capitalize on what I did. I get something long term.
1: All right, and then more 49ers news. Uh Matt uh Miyoko reporting from NBC, Elijah Mitchell playing hurt towards the end of the season. Had a clean uh he needed a cleanup procedure on his knee. Okay. I mean, I think we kind of knew he was playing hurt because he was hurt a lot. And they he was fighting to get back out on the field. But having the cleanup procedure, you know, what does that mean for his future? We'll find out on
3: Thursday and Friday. Kadarius
1: <laughs> yeah. Tony trade rumors about wide receiver Kadarius Tony, their first-round pick last year. It seems like those have calmed down. So um, I don't know if we'll see anything happening there. And then uh, more news out of Seattle, which— I think this is big news, personally. Okay. uh, They're reporting that it's unclear if or when Chris Carson will be able to return. Um, I was on a show two weeks ago on my breakout. They wanted an early breakout, and it was Rashad Penny. That's why. Because I don't believe Chris Carson is going to have the role anybody right now expects him to have. In other words, I don't think he has a big one. Right. Right. Whether or, he's back or whether he's not back, I don't think he's the main runner. It's going to be Penny.
2: Yeah, it will, and and it's it's greater than zero that Chris Carson has played the last football of his career.
3: Yeah, ex- exactly. And so Rashad Penny is, you know, betting on himself. I, I believe it was the one year deal with Seattle. Now the Seahawks won't be what they were because they will either have Drew Locke or Geno Smith or a rookie as their quarterback. Rashad Penny really showed out and Baker Mayfield. Or or ba- yeah I mean it's just somebody. So their their offense won't be able to rely on a quarterback, but it's Pete Carroll who it's a very high T situation. They will establish it up there and Rashad Penny if he's the bell cow running back, I think that he can be, you know, sneaky good. We will have to pay attention to his ADP, but he seems like a guy that will go later that may be a true starting running back that you can get in the middle of the draft. Well,
1: I mean, you just go back to last year where Drew Locke was. Not a very good Denver team. Had some running backs doing some serious damage on that team. You know, he he can hand it off with the best of them. Yes, he can. And then Byron Pringle, Bears wide receiver, arrested Uh, for uh, reckless driving, uh, driving with a suspended license. uh,
2: uh, The Bears cannot afford to lose players. (laughs) They (laughs) have so few of them. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's, – does this make it more likely that they take a wide receiver in the draft?
3: I don't know that it makes it more likely, but if if they do not and Pringle has to serve a couple games suspension, I mean, it's just, yeah, they, the Bears don't have a first-round pick because they used it to trade up for Justin Fields. They are... Who now looks like a lame duck quarterback they, on one of the worst they, teams in football. It is so upsetting that it feels like Justin Fields is set up to be sacrificed to the NFL. Yeah,
1: that was the expression you used the other day, is you're and like, please why are don't we,
3: sacrifice Justin Fields. Why are we doing this? Like, I think that he... It wasn't a great rookie season, definitely understand that, but he at least shows, showed some flashes that he can be a starting quarterback.
1: Great or not, if you trade up that many picks
2: to go get a guy, you got to give him
1: oh, he'll a get chance some time. to
3: succeed. He'll get some time, but the team around him is going to be horse doo-doo.
2: Yeah, I mean, th- there's there's a, a logic to it, though. There is a logic to inheriting you know it's a new regime coming in and they inherited what they inherited and they looked at their roster and said the best thing forward for the future of this franchise is to tear it down to the nubs right get out of this cap situation we're in and have a rebuilding plan you know that takes an extra year and so hopefully they just give Justin Fields enough time and he does enough on the field to show a progression even if he's not great to where the following year he can get the weapons, and, and have a team put around them.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I think what Mike was saying is what I think will happen, which is y- there comes a point you go Sam Darnold in your career, which is you're hit enough times, your offensive line doesn't do enough, you're, exactly. you don't have wide receivers that are getting separation, so you become gun-shy, right? You, you David have,
2: Carr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And, and There's a long list of them, and right now you're throwing the ball to uh, Darnell Mooney.
3: End of list.
1: Uh, yeah, David Moore, Daz Newsome. Oh, I forgot they got Isaiah a, Coulter. They got Equinemius. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and uh, oh. to be clear, I, I got no no animus against the Bears at all. This is just the reality. And any any true Bears fan, and I've talked to several of them, they know what's happening right now. And many are in favor of the,
2: of the idea
1: of tearing it down to the nubs and sure. building it the right way.
2: But it's going to take time. The issue with this strategy is if they end up with a top five pick, or or the number two pick or you know, something like that. Yes. Then you're going, okay, is there a superstar quarterback here that they can draft that they believe in more than the quarterback that just got them you know a right. top a top five pick? Yep. And wasn't drafted that, by this team, right? That, yeah, that's my fear with uh, Davis Mills, because I think he's a good quarterback, showed a lot as rookie year, but they're gonna have a top five pick in Houston, and so it's like Not if Davis Mills has anything to say about it. <laughs> um okay, any other news, Brooksy?
1: No, sir. Oop. Nothing else to uh, to handle? You guys want to talk quarterbacks?
2: Let's go. Quarterbacks.
1: All right, if you want deep dives on all of these players, you can go back to the truth episodes uh, where we broke down the consistency of every quarterback. Those episodes were, what, February, Brooksy? Actually, I think. March? He, uh, late January, I think. Late January? Yeah. Who knows? That was a long time ago. But uh, today we're just going to be counting down our top 12 early running back or early quarterback rankings we each put lists together um and and you know when you think about how things will shuffle i think the quarterbacks probably the least likely to shuffle from all the early rankings you know in terms of you know, maybe maybe some of these guys get a different weapon in the draft and you're slightly thinking differently about them maybe Aaron Rodgers ends up with a, a top wide receiver but i think f- broadly speaking it's probably going to be similar to this heading into the year. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. Four-point passing touchdown. Um, Obviously, no rookies yet in these rankings, but let's count it down. Matthew Stafford at number 12. 34 years old. I got him at 11. Jason at 12. Mike at 14. His best ball ADP right now is QB 10, so we're slightly behind that.
2: He was steady. Yeah, I mean. But not spectacular. It's kind of disrespectful, to be honest, what we're doing here because, you know, he finished last season as the quarterback five. He, you know, almost threw for 5,000 yards, had 41 passing touchdowns, and has in his career been a top 10 quarterback many, many times. And now he's with McVay year two. They add Allen Robinson. So, you know, I. this is the one guy where I look at and I feel like I don't want him higher because he doesn't run the ball as much I I want someone who can you know score on the ground because otherwise if if he throws for 32 touchdowns which is decent but not otherworldly you know you you tumble in fantasy football but at the same time it just seems like he's just set up to succeed their team should do more of what they did last year and if he finished as quarterback five now where you, you didn't feel it though last year Well, no, you you
1: didn't very often because you're playing in a 10, 12-team fantasy league and you have a player that, like, rarely put up the elite top-tier numbers. He He was the Jalen Hurts, you know, type of experience where it was, like, steady but rarely put up a prolific Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, these number one overall weeks that won your week. Like, if he got fantasy points for wins, I'd be all over Matthew Stafford this this year. But I don't think they need him to do it as much.
3: And a concern would be his touchdown rate. So 6.8% of his attempts were touchdowns, and that is – that's high. That's two points o- over the, the NFL average. And, and, like, on his career, he's about a, a 4.5% uh, touchdown thrower, which – again he's on a much better team now than he has been with the where he was in Detroit and it was Megatron or bust but at 6.8 i mean i if that number comes down which i would expect it to i mean which also that would impact cooper cup uh at the same time but for him to replicate those types of numbers i don't it's just statistically not likely
1: two things one their running game should be better than that, what they had that last year as well year. yes two 10 of the 18 weeks he was quarterback 10 or worse. Okay? So right. that's what you felt. You felt everyone else in the league starting a quarterback and you have one of the worst ones on the week more than half the time. So I he he wasn't, you know, giving you 20 or or
3: below, but he wasn't great. And the the way that the story unfolded for him fantasy-wise where if you held on to him, at, you know, week 6 he was the QB4 had a decent showing and then he rattled off uh, you know, three weeks in a row where he he was a solid fantasy quarterback. But then he hurt you, and then he went into the bye week. And coming out of the bye, bye week, he was actually solid. But at that point, did you hold on to him through the bye week? Were you willing to, to ride that out? Probably not. And then by the time you, you jump back in with Matthew Stafford in the fantasy football playoffs, he was very disappointing. And against Minnesota, man, QB 24 – Against Minnesota. Under 10 points. Which was a delightful matchup.
1: Also, new offensive coordinator this, this uh, year as well. Yeah, Wink. It's, yeah, it's McVay. Um, do we have... Offensive uh, assistant. Sorry, offensive <laughs> assistant. Do we have any additional thoughts on Stafford? Nope. Number 11. Oh! oh. Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles. Jason has him up at six. Uh, Mike and I have him at 12. Last year, 3,100 passing yards uh 16 passing touchdowns is that right that is correct nine interceptions so he finished as the quarterback nine last season and um the story for Jalen Hurts is one of rushing yardage right
3: so you need to add in the 10 rushing touchdowns
1: yeah he he 40 I think the number is 43 percent of his entire fantasy points came running the football so um you know, I think Philly will draft another wide receiver, Certainly. but they have they they transformed their offense to be very run heavy over the back half of the year, and they've basically said they're going to keep doing that. So, uh, it, it's just a question of where do you think he's going to slot in? I think he's still a quarterback one, but your risk is is still there for Jalen Hurts, and um, so I I you know Jason, you're the most bullish. Why don't you? Uh, tell us why
2: yeah I mean one I think that he is capable he he has the rare skill set where he is capable of going nuclear he didn't necessarily do that right he was the consistent almost every week when he was healthy before the ankle injury at the end of the season he was a top 12 guy but he was never like the number one but because of the ability to rush for as many yards and touchdowns as he can if the passing game Takes a level up, which their weapons, I think, after the draft will be better. I'm expecting him to have a little bit, uh, you know, a better option to throw the ball to. Plus, he's a young guy that you know last year was his full first full start, and so I, you know, I think he gets better this year than he was last year. And last year, on a points per game basis, he was the quarterback six. He was fantastic before the ankle injury you know he, he was so consistent so the way i look at it is his upside is enormous and his floor is really safe barring injury i i don't see anything to not like personally in in justin fields for fantasy football in what this about jalen what hurts about jalen hurts
1: though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i would prefer you
2: yeah, yeah. on justin fields? Yeah no no i'm not <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I am in
3: on Jalen Hurts. Uh, I don't like my current ranking of Hurts. After the ankle injury, when he came back, he was averaging about 30 rushing yards a game, where before that, when he was very solid, you know, he was rushing for over 57 yards a game. Uh, and I agree with Jason that, that he, he, Devontae Smith, solid rookie season, but other than that, I mean, Dallas Goddard was okay, he sort of had Zach Hurts for a little bit before he traded him. But the rest of the wide receivers are pretty disappointing for the Philadelphia Eagles, and they're going to – I I do think they will bring somebody else in. And if that passing game does actually level up, Jalen Hurts, I think he's one of these guys that we're we're talking about. He could be a monster for fantasy.
1: They, they basically reduced the uh, pass attempts per game by 10 a game over the back half of the year. In fact, only the Patriots had a higher neutral situation rush rate. Um so that's a concern is total volume for me. You know, when you throw for 3000 yards, um you have to make you have to draw a line in the sand on whether or not those numbers are going to improve. Cuz if they don't improve and he doesn't go double-digit touchdowns on the ground, right, then he won't finish as high as he did last year.
3: And he so he threw a, a touchdown 3.7% of his attempts, which is low. So I mean even I'm okay with his volume being a bit lower. We just need that Lamar Jackson. Uh, when your passing volume is low, you're still hitting in the in the passing touchdowns as well. Aaron Rodgers at number ten, thirty-eight
1: years old. I've got him at eight. Mike at nine. Jason at thirteen. It's currently being drafted at QB twelve overall. Just got paid all of the monies in the world. All of the monies. One hundred fifty point eight million dollars. Um. It's a long storied career for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, had some very prolific weeks last year, week 11 and 12, number two overall on both of those weeks, back-to-back. Uh, you can always bank on a couple touchdowns from him, but he loses Devontae Adams, and I'm assuming that has a lot to do with what Jason's ranking is doing here. Um, but he's been a top-10 fantasy quarterback in nine of 11 seasons. So, Jason, you have him outside the top 10 this year, top 12.
2: Yeah, he it is one hundred percent Devontae Adams related. I mean, if you look at the last two years, Mike's been talking about the touchdown rate. His touchdown rate last two years was nine point one and seven percent. Great numbers. The the two years prior to that, where he was still a great quarterback, he's still Aaron Rodgers, um in his prime, was four point six, four point two percent. That's far more what I expect. I expect him to be in the fours without his go-to weapon on the goal line um, when it comes to his touchdown rate. And if he loses that, he's not the Aaron Rodgers of old rushing-wise. So I, I could easily see him slipping outside of the top 12 for fantasy in a four-point passing touchdown league where rushing volume matters and you lost the best wide receiver in the game.
3: Yeah, he's very difficult to gauge at this point of – losing the number one guy that has to hurt, but Rodgers has been so good for so long and he he didn't look like he was slowing down at all this past season, so I don't he's very tricky because I don't want to bet on Aaron Rodgers for fantasy football. I don't want to bet against Aaron Rodgers when it comes to fantasy football either. Uh, I'm in the midst of a Uh, a mock we're doing with our writers it's a 14 teamer and I got Rodgers I think I took the uh, it's like the 11th quarter no 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 13th quarterback or something so he's good job right where I have him ranked yeah he looks like he's going to be available later than usual and you have to believe that the upside is, is still there for a guy that is just he's four thousand and thirty basically every year.
1: What's what was bewildering to me because I didn't expect to find it, but when you go back and you look from like twenty seventeen on, when Rogers played without Devontae Adams, he averaged more fantasy points. Yeah. Like they're basically the same number, but it's slightly higher without Devontae Adams. So he has always kind of found a way. And I don't know if he'll be able to continue to do that. The age factor is is a part of it, but um, you know, he's one of those players that you can look back at after the draft and go, why didn't I just take him? Why didn't I just take, why did I go in on this player that, why didn't I just take Aaron Rodgers and play him at quarterback because he's safe? Um, And you know, they, they made a commitment to him, right? Like he's going to be doing this for a couple more years. They're going to put pieces around him and maybe this draft is going to build that out pretty quickly with multiple uh, first round picks. Yeah. So, um, all right, we're going to get into, uh, the rest of the quarterbacks, but let's take a quick break.
2: This episode is brought to you by better help. Some things may seem small at the time, but when you keep them inside, when you keep everything bottled up, you leave those emotions to fester and they can have some serious negative consequences. I know when I was younger, you know, you don't want to. Always say what's on your mind. You don't want to be seen as ungrateful or insensitive or whatever. But sometimes you bottle those things up too long and they develop into real problems. Talking things out, working through what's weighing you down, it is more helpful than you realize. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. I've had therapy. I've had practical, personal advances through therapy, whether I'm learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries personally, how to make better habits in my life. There's a lot of benefit, and you can give BetterHelp a try if you've been thinking of starting therapy. It's entirely online. It's convenient and flexible. It's also easy to get started. You just fill out one brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com footballers to get 10% off your first month.
0: And replacement cost coverage comes standard. That means damaged items are repaired or replaced, even if they cost more today than they did when you bought them, which could put your wallet at ease To Tap the banner or visit usaa.com slash homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply.
1: You guys ready to talk Joe Burrow? Okay. Number nine, Joe Burrow. 25 years old, Jason has him at 9, Mike and I have him at 10. He had those two absolutely (laughs) incredible number one overall finishes in Week 16 and 17. He is the opposite of the playoff burns, right? He is the the you-might-have-got-a-tattoo-of-Joe-Burrow guy because of what he represented to your fantasy roster when it counted down the stretch. And having players like Jamar Chase and T. Higgins it gives you this baseline of excellence at the wide receiver position. He could
3: also be your mortal enemy, who could uh
2: Joe Burrow, really, yeah, because he won a lot of people championships, yeah which I means- mean like
3: your boy faced him in the playoffs, I, I see I faced him, he could have ruined you i we I faced him the week before with me and my son I it, see, and he destroyed our dreams, yeah, so there's that um
1: but is he going to make people happy this year?
3: oh man yes oh we're, we're going right to yes
2: yeah i'm gonna go with yes as if i have to you know we're talking you don't want to bet on Rodgers, you don't want to bet against him mm-hmm. i would bet on joe burrow to level up i know that a lot of production came those last two weeks but before those two weeks if you look at the first 15 he was still a top 10 quarterback um he, you know he wasn't bad and The same way that I expect most year two players to level up and most young people to get better as they get into the prime of their career, you have a trifecta here of youth. You have Joe Burrow coming into his own off the Super Bowl run. So he's going to be more and more in control. He's further removed from the really bad knee injury he had. So he's fully healthy coming in. And now you've got a rookie and a second year wide receiver. Who are, you know, going to level up themselves in Chase and T. Higgins. So I think the weapons, um, combined with him taking over that town, I really think that they're going to give him the chance to be special. And and I I haven't seen anything from him to make me believe that he'll fail. So if I'm gonna bet at whether or not he's going to be special, I will bet that he will
3: be. The bet though is on. Touchdown rate. It it was on a guy who's being currently drafted as the QB six in best ball. So it might be priced in
1: like he has to be.
3: He has to right? like because before the uh, before the explosion of those playoff weeks, he was the QB 11 in points per game. He was point six points better than Kirk Cousins on a points per game basis. One finish in the top eight through the first 15 weeks. He Joe Burrow is with
1: the same talent.
3: It's so, so difficult to gauge, but like in, I love him. You know, if you have him in a dynasty league, that's, that's very exciting. But in redraft, I am not paying the QB six price for, for Joe Burrow. His touchdown
1: rate doubled from 3.2% to 6.5%. So that will be something to pay attention to. He's in a very difficult division. Uh, in terms of the defenses he's going to face. So he gets to face Cleveland twice. He gets to play, um, obviously, the Ravens and uh, Steelers twice. So it will be interesting to see if he can kind of replicate the magic of the end of the year th- consistently through the season. And I think that's going to be the bet. But it seems like everybody's betting that he will with the price.
3: Yes, they are
2: yeah and, I, and it's it's so he probably
1: won't be on my teams either
2: yeah I, I i get betting against the fantasy ceiling because of the lack of rushing production I, I still wonder how much of that was the knee but i i also think as he's progressing as a pocket passer he won't be relying on the running. he does have the capability to do it um i i i understand if you're saying he's going as a top six guy maybe you you feel like, well, that's probably what his ceiling is without the rushing production, so maybe it's not worth it. But if he finishes the season as the quarterback five, I, I, I think that there's good odds that he's right up there with the best of them. Oh,
3: I I think he can finish as a top six guy. It's just playing the market is what makes he'll me He'll have out. to throw 40. I mean, he'll have to throw 40 touchdowns to do that. He, he'll, have to, he'll have to get close, yeah.
1: Um, Dak Prescott at eight. How are we feeling about Dak? Because uh, <laughs> it's it's a weird it is a weird yeah. vibe with Dak right now. Mike and I have him at seven. Jason has him at 10. Um, Dallas scores a bunch of points. They ship off Amari of Cooper. Dak is, you know, he's got enough seasons under his belt where you kind of, it's like how Russ has been, right? Where you kind of look at it and you just, he's always there, right? I mean, he's always in the top 12. Bar other than Which he has been for five seasons other than his injury season. Mm-hmm. He's had uh, multiple finishes uh, much higher than that. And, you know, I just don't want to be in that position. Now, he's being drafted as the quarterback eight right where we have him. So, I guess he's not being discounted very much.
3: And he did all of that. So, you know, 4,500 yards, 37 passing touchdowns. And he didn't get his usual uh, just – a couple rushing touchdown bumps like he he's not prolific when it comes to running the ball but frequently when they get inside the five he calls his own number and he goes in you know he started his career with the mark of the beast yeah he, yeah he hit him with the 666 six, six, and then three rushing touchdowns yes that yes, is the first yeah, 3 seasons. cool 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 uh and then three and he had three in his season when he played five games so to have done what he did last year without that that normal, uh, you know, just a little extra juice uh, every once in a while from the rushing touchdowns, and they're going to address the wide receiver position as as well. I they are that dark horse team, I think that can grab a wide receiver in the first.
2: Yeah, it, it's interesting. It, he. I, I think he will be a top 12 guy again, but the ceiling I worry about a little bit because losing Amari Cooper and having CeeDee Lamb, who now has the opportunity to really be special, it's just a matter of how confident are you that CeeDee Lamb really, really, really will take that leap to being a superstar, and I've got I've got fears around that. Sure. So I, I think that the ceiling is capped with that. They will score a bunch of points. He will be a top 12 guy, but I just the don't doctor, think – I don't think he's got the weapons to be the top 5. Uh, <laughs> I I like the
1: doctor a lot. O- outside of Dalton Schultz and CD Lamb, their weapons they don't have any.
3: Well, Gallup once he's back, but that's a right. that's, that's a team. I mean, right
1: now it's kind of thin. So, uh got to fix the weapons and got to, you know, give him uh more of a ceiling, I think is what fantasy players would like to see. Uh number 7 Thomas Brady. <laughs> Again, because he once retired, <laughs> and he was retired for a really long time, and then, and then he, he was, wasn't retired anymore. He was running low. I mean, guys, he's four. He's gonna be forty-five.
2: <laughs> he's incredible.
1: I mean, that is a silly age to be producing fifty-three hundred yards and forty-three touchdowns.
2: I so think that was quarterback
1: gonna, three last year, by the way.
2: Yeah, I think he's going for forty-five <laughs> touchdowns at forty-five. So, um, if he if he gets that, will you be happy, Andy? If he gets forty-five touchdowns,
1: I I just don't think he can do it.
2: Yeah, I mean but he I, has for, to. Forty-five is absurd, he ha- but he has to because, <laughs> because he's, he's
1: forty-five, yeah. um, the, including playoffs. No, I don't, well, no, right. no.
3: These are regular season stats. The the weapons are. That was my question, is with without Chris Godwin, because uh, Chris God was going to miss time because of the ACL, how comfortable are without you? Without
1: Gronk, without Antonio Brown.
3: I think
2: Gronk will be there. Um, okay. I found it Skipping, funny. Skipping some camp. I found it funny that uh, when you're betting on who, there's like a, a prop bet of who catches the first touchdown from... Brady, Mike right. Evans had the best odds, and Gronk had the second best odds. Oh, who goodness. isn't even on the roster right now? <laughs> so yes, yeah, skipping some camp. Gronk currently is not there. Um, Godwin has, you know, that that very similar timeline um, to Gallup, where he could be there early and be okay, uh, but it could take a while. They signed uh, Russell Gage, and they've got Mike Evans. So uh, assuming that Gronk is there, I'm still. Fine, believing that Brady's going to throw a bunch of touchdowns. This division is ripe for the taking. That's yeah. four, four easy games. And, I mean, how can you bet against him after him basically always doing it?
1: He's being drafted as the quarterback nine after a quarterback three finish. Now, that might get swayed over the course of the offseason and camp, but right now, Brady, you know, if you believe that, he should stand out as one of your biggest values right now.
2: Yeah, he, he will be – I don't think he'll be in the top ten when it comes to the draft day because he's old. And even though he had a great season, there are uh, – we see it time and time and time again. These, it, with Brady himself, he's – you feel like his arrow can only point down. There's – you know, so so you're, you're swinging for the fences on guys like Jalen Hurts. Like, Jalen Hurts will be drafted ahead of Tom Brady, and so – even though I like Jalen Hurts and I I, I see the potential, maybe
3: Hurts is QB eleven right now.
2: We'll see post draft with weapons. Um, but I, you know, if Brady drops to be the quarterback ten or eleven or you know something like that in draft day, I'll end up with a
3: lot of them. So if if that happens, how do you go in early in the middle rounds of your draft on Joe Burrow? You, you shouldn't, or just wait and even go early on. Like you could. If the, if the disparity is that wide of QB6 to QB10, I mean, you can take Tom Brady two rounds early. Well, this is... Oh, I do not like talking about Tom Brady all the time. Just retired. This is one of the the problems with the dip, drafting
1: a quarterback who doesn't run pretty high because of what you're talking about. Like Joe Burrow, when I said he has to throw 40, right? Brady threw 40 two years ago. 40 and 12. Finishes the quarterback eight. Right. So it took 43 of them to get him up to quarterback three. But it's like, you know, Burrow can go out and throw 40 and end up the quarterback eight. And then somebody like Jalen Hurts can go out and throw 16 and end up the quarterback six or seven. So that is just the, uh, the gamble. And it's, it's something that we've done as fantasy players for years and years and years. It used to be, the, the Philip Rivers gamble. Oh, are you going to get a forty? A right. forty from River? It used to be the Matthew Stafford gamble, right? One, once Matthew Stafford gave you one season with Calvin where he threw forty touchdowns, you spent the next five saying, "Here comes." I mean, you can only get better. Mm-hmm. So where's the forty touchdowns? And that's the hard part with that dependency because it cannot be their fault. They can lead the team on a drive down the field, and then it's at the one yard line, and the and Joe Mixon scores. Or Leonard Fournette scores. And it's like, well, that that was just somebody falling over a, a yard short. Right. Uh, Russell Wilson. Unlimited. Coming in at number six. <laughs> so Russ makes his debut in Denver. Uh, he's free from the conservative play calling of Pete Carroll. Peach Cobbler himself. Should see more early down pass attempts. That's inevitable. They're going to let Russ cook. I don't know. I I have heard that altitude affects uh, cooking. Yeah. And the food you you eat and the taste. Yeah. and you're gonna be mile high. It changes. So I'm not sure what it's gonna taste like. Well you gotta do the cooking by the book. Thank you. (laughs) You you
3: I am in me too. Man, I am I am all the chips are all in for Russell Wilson. Uh I the the second half of last year looked terrible. I am i I'm choosing to believe that was completely uh the the finger injury came back before he needed to come back and he just he couldn't even hold on to the football properly. He is surrounded by talents. So like his his situation of going from Lockett and DK to Judy, Fireball Jones and Cortland Sutton, I think it's a pretty lateral move. Then you, you toss in that you know a that Nathaniel Hackett is going to be the guy calling the shots here and bringing that more of a pass heavy approach i think that Russ Wilson will finally be unleashed and i am fascinated to watch and i'm i'm betting that he's going to have great fantasy success
2: yeah he's he's never in his entire career until this injured season been outside a top 12 quarterback now there's a lot of historical data of quarterbacks changing teams usually gets worse for them but this is a very specific situation of a superstar changing teams from a team that did not want to let him be unleashed um and that's I think the reason why he wanted out is he wanted to be able to play like he sees Mahomes play and I mean he he even made comments to that point um in the past of talking about he sees what Kansas City is doing and wishes you know he could play like that and then he gets his way out of town has the weapons, and I, I think he's well, going to be a, a top 10 guy.
1: Yeah, I think we, and we all agree on that. The one thing that we haven't seen is um, him do it in, in an efficient way because when when he, he did get away from him, right, like two years ago when they finally they had that going the first half of the year, he became very turnover-prone in the back half of the year, and it was kind of uncharacteristic, and so if he is allowed to do it, Will there be some side effects to that? Will you have somebody that turns the ball over more? I don't know. I hope
2: Um, so. (laughs) Give me Jameis Winston for fantasy.
1: But uh, let's get into our top five. Number five, Lamar Jackson. Uh, We all have ranked very similarly. Uh, Lamar, (laughs) we haven't had that MVP season from him in a little while, but the baseline and the amount of this offense that he has to carry for the roster – You know, it's all on his back every single week. And that's great for fantasy, right? You want somebody that's going to basically look at every play, like I have to do something here, either with his legs or uh, in the passing game probably to Mark Andrews. And so that's what you're banking on with this ranking. He's being drafted as the quarterback four in best ball. He was the quarterback five last year in points per game before the injury, and that's what you should pay attention to. Finished at 15, but missed a bunch of time with injury.
2: Yeah, he's the quarterback five, and their offense was really hindered by the fact that all their running backs got injured. You know, they're they're going to score more points with juice than they will with Latavius Murray and a hundred-year-old Devonta Freeman. I I think that the offense moves better, and he showed on film. I I thought some some good passing. The uh the weapons of Mark Andrews and Hollywood and Bateman are really really good so it's just a matter of volume with him but because of the rushing upside I mean we've obviously seen what he can do I don't think we'll we'll ever see him do what he did the year where he wasn't he like nine percent touchdown rate yes uh, asinine and I don't think he'll get back to there ever again but he like you said Andy in that season last year he was fifth in points per game and I don't feel like we were super happy with him anyways he when you run like he does, your floor is just so high. You
3: can't really fall outside of being a quarterback. One the the problem last year was the inconsistency of his spike weeks. Were he had a few of them and they were huge, and then he was just he, he kind of eh. But also, we got to go back to who is Juice Jason? I'm saying not a person, but running backs with
2: juice, having juice oh. at the position. Having <laughs> we were both wondering. <laughs> Yeah. If I that was a nickname for, for like for somebody. Dob- J.K. Dobbins. I was like, is that Jay Melvin for, Gordon? You Jay think he's going to land in there? No, I'm just saying that J.K. Dobbins will come I back like and juice. actually. juice.
1: Don't get me wrong.
2: It, well, I mean, I don't know what the J stands for in J.K. Dobbins. Juice. So it is. Juice Pro- Dobbins? It is probable that it's juice. Probable. But um, yeah, uh, you know, juice kidden Dobbins. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Like
3: yeah. Also, I don't think you can nickname running backs juice anymore. Yeah. That's probably not the best thing to do. No. Kind of ruined that, didn't you? Yeah. With all the murdering. Uh,
1: All right. Number four, Kyler Murray, who was the quarterback for uh, through the Cardinals' hot start last year. Also went down with an injury, missed weeks 9 through 11 with an ankle injury. Um, Had 423 rushing yards on the ground uh, last season. Finished at QB 10, but, again, he missed basically um, three weeks. I guess he got injured at the end of the Green Bay game.
3: Yes. Yeah, no, the Green Bay game, he played the whole thing and got hurt on, um, yeah. like, the last play. Uh, he had
1: a great deep ball last year. Tied Tom Brady for the most 20-plus yard completions. Uh, he, here's a spoiler alert. If they don't draft somebody, that's going down. Christian Kirk was a big part of that down the field. So they they do need to – like, to me, this ranking is – dependent on them investing on a first round and I do not a second round a first round wide receiver or trading for one of these prolific Metcalf style situations and surprising us because right now going into the going into the season with Hopkins who is at this point in his career that's the Kyler crutch like he hasn't had prolific success without Hopkins so Hopkins and Rondell Moore and AJ Green uh, back on another year. That's not enough for me to keep him. Now I have him at five. You guys have him at four, but it's not enough to keep him at five for me. Um, unless they add somebody.
2: Yeah, he's fragile. Um, and I mean that not just in oh, he's small. He can get injured emotionally. That, that, right. Thank you. I'm speaking of his person. Um, no, I'm saying that his fantasy value is enormous. He can easily be the number one quarterback. 3 number 1 but finishes last year despite missing 3 games. Yeah, and, and and you know, 2 years ago he was on track to be the number 1 quarterback, got injured and then wasn't good the rest of the way and fell out of that spot. Last year he started on fire and looked great. You lose Hopkins and all of a sudden he feels like you don't know how to play. The team is very shallow. They don't have a lot of weapons. So if Hopkins gets injured, um if rondale doesn't step up if kyler gets injured i think at the beginning of the year when everybody's healthy and we click go kyler is going to be phenomenal he's going to be you're gonna be so happy you drafted him but it's a fragile situation where i won't be surprised if it's th- a third year in a row where it starts great and things go wrong and he hasn't proven that he can overcome bad situations. get over the yet. cliff you're saying <laughs> oh. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. liked it. Um yeah, I
1: mean contract drama probably going to get paid.
2: Yeah, probably I think so.
1: And uh, so we'll see what happens. It, one of the weird things in in us being out here in Arizona, there's plenty and and um you know, the off season's been really great for Arizona. But one of the weird things is is sometimes they lean on Kyler to run the football. And then sometimes they don't do it at all. So why is that, Mike? Uh why do, why do they why do they like have him run it and then it seems like a huge advantage? And then other games are like, no, we're not going to run you at all. And then it's like not an advantage. Anymore. Oh, it's because their coach sucks. All right. Patrick Mahomes at number three.
3: But he's around for a very long time. We
1: all have him at number three. Finished yes. at QB four last year. And so uh very safe. Very Interesting to see him without Tyree Kill unlocking parts of this offense. However, if you did want to say, hey, give me the best possible situation to remove a superstar or wide receiver, I would say, well, give me like the best quarterback on pure skill in the league. Give me the best offensive play caller, potentially, with Andy Reid and the ingenuity on the offense, and then give me a tried and true tight end like, you know, Travis Kelsey. Like there's a lot of reasons to say maybe you don't get the bursts, but maybe you do. Maybe McCall Hardman catches one this week. Maybe it's Juju next week. Maybe it's another draft pick the week after that. And they just spread
2: Tyreek out across other options. Yeah, I mean, MVS is known to have big weeks and yes, disappear, he and he's yeah. part of this team now. Um, Patrick Mahomes was interesting. I wondered how far he would drop for all of us. Obviously, he finished quarterback four last year, and you presume gets worse without Tyreek Hill. But when I, when I'm putting these rankings together, it's really difficult to bet against what you just described Andy when you are Patrick Mahomes at 26 years old with Andy Reid and other good weapons it's really hard you're you're making a bet to say you're not going to figure it out and I'm not taking that bet so that's why he's up at 3
1: I have nothing to add Well I did two of the top 3 quarterbacks are in the same division and part of why that's great is because they play each other and now they play Russell Wilson and now they play Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. So, Justin Herbert comes in at number two. We've all got him there. So, our top three are identical. Yeah. Look at us. Look at us. All right. 38 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, 5,000 passing yards, three rushing touchdowns, finished at QB2, and was hot magma from week 11 on last season. Uh, Same head coach, same offensive coordinator, same wide receiver, same running back. Offensive line improved. They were it was just a perfect scenario for Justin herbert to to make the leap as a per, to become a perennial fantasy football power and so you know if you're staring down justin herbert or patrick Mahomes in a dynasty league oh it's justin herbert he's
2: he's to me got the same really yeah it is he's two years younger he has um, that's not
1: enough yeah that's not enough At quarterback that does that, uh, that that part doesn't matter to
2: me that much it matters I, I think data a point do, away. i think it's a hot debate i i think it is a a a valued debate where i will take the two extra years when i look at these guys as near enough to coin flips without tyree kill like i you know i mean obviously this year this year we have justin herbert ranked above patrick mahomes And he's younger, so on a redraft, sure. I, I, the future weapons that might come for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, obviously, Travis Kelsey will be going away at some point in the future. Um, you know, part of this too is the fact that we talk about Andy Reid and how valuable that is for, uh, you know, Mahomes. But I love the fact that the Chargers are going to go for it on fourth down, left, right, and center. They're going to try to put up points like it's a video game like they're playing fantasy football and I love that for opportunity um so yeah I mean it if you want to say that Mahomes is better for a dynasty than Herbert sure fine I would draft Herbert ahead of Mahomes personally
1: all right uh Herbert comes in at two in redraft and uh maybe Jason likes him because he has the most completions attempts passing yards passing touchdowns ever through the first two seasons for a quarterback I'd like you to run. Also, Patrick Bums would have had if he didn't like skip most of his first year. But what were you going to say,
3: Mike? I'd I'd like uh, Justin Herbert to run just a little bit more. Okay, but stay safe. Uh, But the dude, he he is built like Josh Allen. The dude is a tank. You could get at least you could add a hundo to that. Rush for 404. Are you
1: putting in a formal request? Yes. All right, Jason. Let's see if your little age situation pans out here. Josh Allen is our number one overall quarterback who is almost 26 years old and the Stallion himself. I mean, a lot of you know, a lot of tackles on that body in those extra two years. Who are you taking in a dynasty league? Justin Herbert or Josh Allen?
2: Josh Allen. He's but he's 1.8 years older. He's younger than Mahomes (laughs) and and when you can combine. I mean, it's just what you say. You wish that Herbert ran the ball more. We talked about it. If you don't throw for 40 touchdowns you can you could throw for 40 touchdowns and finish behind someone that throws for 16 touchdowns because they run the ball fantasy football that's how the quarterback position is scored they score more for rushing touchdowns they score more for rushing yards it's not fair but it's the game we play and Josh Allen is firmly entrenched to me as the number one in both redraft and dynasty super fair super fair I got you uh
1: almost half the time he was a top four quarterback in terms of weekly finish, that's difference-making, right? He was number one overall five times. Mm-hmm. And six rushing touchdowns, that's not a number that's strange. It could go up. That's I low. I mean, that he can go 10. He can Cam Newton, or he can throw the ball uh, to Stephon Diggs, who just got a new
2: contract. So That was his career low in rushing touchdowns. Yeah. yeah what but, a loser. Yeah, so, loser.
1: Hey, quarterback one. 763 rushing yards for Josh Allen.
3: That was his career high. Do you hear that, Justin Herbert? <laughs> Are you're you trying to inspire again. Uh, I'm just, I'm saying he's kind of a, a, a weenie. Oh, bark, bark, yeah, bark. yeah. Bark, bark, bark. Go, go, run. You're, you're just going grade school. Look,
1: Justin grade Herbert. Grade school techniques for fantasy football benefit. Look,
3: it's an embarrassing. Let's look at the names: Josh Stallion, yeah, and Justin Herbert. Have we have, like Justin Herbert versus Josh Stallion? You want er, We
1: say Big Herbs.
3: Yeah, okay. But try that against Josh Stallion. Well, look, we'll we'll, we'll work on it. No, J- no, I will not work on it
1: until he works on it. Well, Jason's going to have to. He just put him ahead of Mahomes.
3: Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Those 2 years.
1: All right, so Allen at I, 1. You guys both have
2: him ahead this year
1: right now. So, okay. Well, I I just think in a dynasty league like sometimes you factor in longevity of elite play and Herbert has had a smaller sample. So I just thought it was at least a debate. You answered so quickly that it caught us off guard, and then the answer being the two years. I'm like, this guys played for like 15 years. It's surp- it just surprised me. Will but you? I don't think it's a wrong call. Will
3: you be shocked if Kansas City doesn't spend at least a day two pick on a wide receiver? Yes, that's a, that's what I'm saying. So for now. I mean, like they could be the big winners when it comes to uh, the draft. My pro-Herbert
2: stance is not an anti-Mahomes stance. Uh,
3: that's not what I'm hearing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's do one more thing before we close it out.
1: Dynasty Download. Mike, you like the, uh, My- the video component for that drop? My head is so large. This is what we live with every
2: day. Yeah, we have to look at it. Yeah. I have to carry it. That's true. <laughs> Do you know how buff
3: my neck is? Yeah, your neck is legit. <laughs> I have to carry it. Uh, nice spine, though. Um, All right. It's breaking down.
1: Here's a Dynasty question for you. Wh- what player will Dynasty managers be most upset about after the NFL draft? Now, the way that I thought this question was, was bending towards is I didn't think it was going to be rookies
3: it's whatever, but it's whatever, it yeah,
1: so I went with devonte smith I, I i just Devontae Smith is a very, very good wide receiver. um he is still maybe a two at the NFL level. if you spend a first round draft pick in Philadelphia on a prolific, larger w- prototypical number one. And then you try to break 23 passing attempts per game up from Jalen Hurts. Because I think if Jalen goes more than that, you're going to get some turnovers, you're going to get some issues. And they like what they did at the end of the year. So I think you're getting 25 pass attempts a game. I just think Devontae Smith could get boxed into the same situation that I was as a fantasy player with him last year. When he didn't have that, like, he didn't have that around him. And it was still a one-in-four type of situation. He was difficult to know when to start right now it feels like oh he's a great dynasty asset and but if you add somebody great in Philadelphia i think you may end up a very sad
3: i generally when like a wide receiver who has the, the you know the production profile the the draft capital that Devontae smith is i'm not scared of incoming rookies i welcome them in cuz it it's if you're going to bail on that player you you know do you actually think that player is any good? And I think Devontae Smith is good and can level up. Uh, but I agree with if the pie with Jalen Hurts is that small. It's like T. Higgins. And right now, like Quez Watkins had 13% of the targets. Jalen Rager had 12% of those targets. I mean, it I'm not saying yeah. there's
1: not room for him, but it has to be a higher passing volume offense yeah, to really make you count on him. And so if a Jamar Chase-like player goes to the Higgins situation, that's great whenever Burrows throwing him 40 times a game. It's not great if it's 25. So I'm just a little bit worried about how he'll be perceived in dynasty circles and how his trade value will get affected if somebody like more prolific goes there.
2: I, I would agree with you that people will be upset. I would disagree that he would become the two. There's not a wide receiver in this draft. like My number one wide receiver, I don't think, could be is better than Devontae Smith, so I think that he'll. I mean, they need someone else. They need a two desperately. Yeah, I, I think in reality that could open things up. Other than the the market share of a small pie is something.
1: What sixteen touchdowns, passing touchdowns? Oh yeah.
2: What if Traylon Burks goes there, right? And
1: he's the goal line threat. Well, compared tra- to
2: Devontae Smith, Traylon Burks is my answer to this question because I think that there is potential that he. Falls further than you know the the, the dynasty draft community it
3: can be better if you fall though.
2: Uh, sure it, it can be, and so long as you know you're not like tumbling down, um, and NFL teams are passing you multiple times. But um, you know, uh, before this last couple of months, the dynasty community Traylon Burks was the clear yes. number one, and I think that he is you know of the top five, he'll be the fifth one drafted. Um, And I wouldn't be shocked yeah, if sixth, other people go ahead of him. And, he, yeah, he's the sixth or the seventh. If people are looking for something different or they're afraid of how he was utilized in college. So his landing spot, I think, could be worrisome. Uh, obviously, we'll know at the end of this week. And I'm going with... Let's end the show,
3: Andy. Uh, <laughs> wrap it up. Jason doesn't want to hear it because uh, he knows it's true. It's Brees Hall uh, who... And uh, he's still clearly my number one rookie running back. I think that he is still the 101 in rookie drafts regardless of landing spot because I think the talent is there and the situation can improve. Where I think that people will be sad is the best like opportunity spot that he could go would be the Houston Texans. And he's going to go there. He's going to soak up all the work for the Houston Texans. Texans, like at what point does that team turn things around? And and like, and he could soak up some of the work in his rookie season, right? I'm just like long term, fully in on Brees Hall, but I think after the draft, there's going to be some slight blowback of what a crappy landing spot for Brees Hall. But that is only because there are no good landing spots. Come on, Buffalo! Like that's it, yeah, is Buffalo Buffalo's the best? my favorite. Buffalo's feels like the best spot, high-powered offense. But they they don't use their running backs. Well, and, they, then, and when the they, stallion runs for ten rushes. They're not going to give him all the work as a rookie on a team about to make the
2: Super Bowl. They they absolutely will not. So,
3: no,
1: I
2: I agree with that. They so wouldn't. I I think that the majority of landing spots outside of Atlanta, the Jets, and Houston. He will take time to develop. Like, I'm terrified about the Titans being a surprise oh, to grab yeah. him, and then he's just going to sit for a couple of years. I'll, I'll probably still take him one on one because I think he'll be great when it. Right. You know, but I think he's probably 104, 105.
1: Really? I think by the time the draft's over, the shine of some of these destinations and some of these wide receivers, if Brees Hall goes in the second round and you've got six or seven wide receivers before him, and half of those are going to places that you really. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I think that there's a chance that, that Brees ends up at least at three. I'm so
3: excited. There, yeah, there's some very juicy wide we receiver. We should do lane the spots. draft this week.
1: We should have the NFL draft on Thursday. Yeah. I'll call I'm in.
3: I'll call some people. All right. Make some phone calls.
1: All right. I think that's gonna do it for today's show. One final reminder for you ultimate draft week. Come celebrate with us. Get your shot at the
2: listener league. You know you're getting the Ultimate Draft Kit already. You know you're going to do that when the draft season runs around. If you don't know that, change your attitude. Um, but if you get in now, you got Why, well, it's a discounted price right now. Best price and tons of prizes. Yeah,
1: so you can win a, uh, a Justin Jefferson jersey, uh, Debo Samuel jersey, listener league
3: entry. So before May 1st, that's all it takes, yep. ultimatedraftkit.com. And don't forget about Footballers Ultimate Draft Week Mania with the community event on Wednesday. We're live with the party room on Spotify live on Thursday, and then we'll be live on YouTube on Friday.
1: I'm going to be tired on Saturday. That's what I just learned.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But it's worth it for the people. That's right. We'll see you next time, everybody. Goodbye.